Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're spending this chunk of time with Matt and myself. Um, you know, I just turned 46 a few days ago, so I am more than halfway to being 90 if I get to that age, and um, more than halfway to being back in a diaper, which I'm very excited about. Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're further than that, Matt. I give That's you true. another 20 maybe years, maybe 15 years, 15, 20, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Before before you got a little leakage. Before I lose leakage control of my bowels. <laughs> well, I love those. I mean, I rarely see these commercials anymore. I don't know if they make them anymore, but 
I love seeing like the depends and they have to like during the commercial, they got to tell you that it, it doesn't look like you're wearing a diaper. Right. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. You can tell. It's like a toupee. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I can tell if you're wearing an adult diaper. Do not fool yourself. You can hear the rustling sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the diaper sound, the material, you know. And it, it doesn't See, what stop. I would do is I would just, like, wear it on the outside. Yeah, just go for it. O- almost like a shower curtain-esque type of look. <laughs> Well, they specify it is only for leakage. I don't think you're supposed to take a full-on whiz. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just sit there at your desk, just not even getting up, you know, just taking a whiz in them. So my point with this was, I'm thinking, giving a little thought to a career change. Now, um, the... uh, season just started the nfl the the football season just started now of course i understand i'm too old to be a player however i looked up on how stuff works how to become an nfl coach and it's not that hard it's not that bad uh, so you're you're theorizing that you can just read an article and then just knock on some doors, shoot out some emails, and the job uh, offers will start coming through? Well, it says how stuff works, so this is how it works. Well, so. th- this is what you do. Read the article. Go buy a headset at Dick's or Models or whatever and get a clipboard. All right, you see, there and you then go. That's it. That's all you need. How much, how much do you think an NFL coach makes? Oh, I should look that up. Hold on. Mil- mil- millions of dollars. Millions. Let's see. I'm going to look this up on Google. Salary. But I do I do like how you're skipping the line. Forget about coaching like high school or college first. No, no, I, I understand there's dues to pay. Salary. Just, just go right to the NFL. Hold on. Salary of an NFL coach. Okay. Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints makes $9 million a year. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin makes seven million. Uh, who's the highest paid coach? Let's take. I, I assume it's. I'm I'm actually liking those numbers. Uh, forward me this article. I'm gonna do it too. Uh, well, it's not really an article. See, this is what. I, okay, so here's my first maneuver. Sean Payton gets paid nine million dollars. I'll do the job for two million. How about that? I've already saved them seven million dollars. That's pretty good, right? I don't I don't know if you want to go in with that angle because <laughs> this is a, you know, a franchise worth most likely in the billions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And if you're going to save them 7 million dollars, what I would do is I would go in and say you can have Maddie K's noggin for 18 million and that's a steal. Oh, yeah, go I see go the other way. And then bring yeah. in a whiteboard and just start writing, scribbling plays on it. X's Just and to O's. give them a taste. X's and O's. X's and O's. And arrows. So this guy goes this Lots way. Lots of arrows. <laughs> See, if I was coaching, I'd be doing the old kneeling down in the sand and drawing things like, <laughs> okay, you're going to go out this way and hook. <laughs> okay, so it says here, 
working as a coach in the National Football League is a very demanding and stressful occupation. Now, we all know Matty K does not handle stress very well. So that's no, something to No, not take. at all, not at all. They're going to have yeah. to... I tend to fold. Make a, yeah, you, it, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. But I think you can get a good lawyer, put it in your contract, that if you're too stressed out... Yeah. You're gonna have to take a you gotta take a leave of absence and get paid for full it. salary, of course. I think that will go over. Yeah, of course, I think that will go. No problem. That shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, um, a coach is responsible for planning and organizing practices and guiding the team during the game. Okay, I am not good at planning or organizing, and pretty much no one will pay attention to any of my guidance. Couple of snags, but that's okay. That's okay. No, those are those are just little bumps in the road. I yeah. think you should also go in with an emotional support bunny rabbit. <laughs> just a pet. That Coddle. just a pet that has to come with you everywhere. Coaches are responsible for directing and implementing all gameplay strategies. Ooh. The coach must motivate his team before and during the games, and must have the ability to make split-second decisions. On oh, game yeah, Matt, no. hold it right there. <laughs> this, is this is sounding like a ton of responsibility. Wow. You might want to back off on this one. Wow. Uh, yeah, but I want to walk up and down the sidelines with the clipboard. I want to, like, throw my headset down. I want to throw that challenge flag. That seems like fun. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe if you could surround yourself with good offensive, yes. defensive coaches, yes. lots of assistant coaches who know what they're doing. Right. And then right. you're just like, you're like the Queen of England. You're just a figurehead. See, now this you're I just... like. Yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that, being the figurehead. I'd be great at press conferences, cracking jokes. You know? Oh, yeah. I'd be really yeah. good at that. Uh, slapping guys on the ass. Yeah. Getting a little, little motivational speak. I'd be in there in the showers with them. Give, give oh, them yeah, talk, of course. Just up. still with the headset and the clipboard, but no clothes. <laughs> Being a coach is a high-profile job, as they're always shown on television. See, I like that. That's good. Uh, coaches are very well compensated. I like that. Their salary can range from anywhere from a million to six million. So actually, it's actually more like nine million. Okay, now this is what I like about this. It's broken down into five bullet points. Number one, be passionate. To become a football coach. Check. 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 First and foremost, love and live the game. I don't know that much about football, but I could read up on it probably. Or you, watch uh, it. you got to gonna have to asterisk that one. I could watch YouTube videos probably, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think you could psych yourself up yeah. to love the game, but that's going to take a little bit of work on Matty K's part. Yeah. Record the games and watch the videos over and over. I can do that. I can do that. I can watch the. You can do. Over you and could, over. you could definitely do that. Yeah. Now, does it say that you have to be awake while watching the film? I'm sure you could sort of fade in and out. You know, <laughs> kind of eating. A, I picture myself in a big lazy boy with a bag of chips, just you know, kind of just watching it. Twenty four seven. The the game tape is playing, but you're vaguely paying attention. Yeah. But you just got screens all over the house with multiple games playing. Yeah. Uh, bullet point two, go to college. I did that. That's uh, check. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Bachelor's degree in physical education, sports medicine, or physiology. Mm, well, right, I, I oh. think you might be able to make some calls down to the Caribbean. Doctor Maybe up. pay a couple of grand and, <laughs> yeah. and get maybe Panama, I'm thinking, or Nicaragua. You can get one of those. 
Okay, this might be a problem. Join a team. You'll have to get as much experience playing the game as possible. Oh, the best way this is to could jo- be a deal breaker. The best way is to join your college <laughs> football team. Maybe I'll go down to Fordham and see if they need someone. <laughs> Come on, guys. Just, you know, I'll, oh. I'll just be out on the field as kind of an 11th guy. Yeah, but I don't think all coaches have played the game. I can't picture Bill Belichick playing college football. Have you seen Bill Belichick? Oh, yeah, of course. He really doesn't look like he's done anything athletic in his life. And he's one of the best coaches. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know. I want, that's a good question. We should Google it. But, um, he, I mean, he could have played, you know, he could have played like D2, D3 maybe. Short and stocky built. Who knows? Well, you remember, who's the coach of the Knicks? Van Gundy? Yeah. yeah, remember that he looked like he he was like five foot eight. He looked like an account. Yeah, that guy definitely didn't play. No, but he was a pretty successful coach, from what I recall. And he was, yeah, I don't think I think this is like one of like the most successful coaches. I can't remember the name. He's got, it, I think he's and he's got sons too. That I think he was a college coach, and now his son is in the NFL. I can't remember his name. But they both didn't play, and they're like unbelievable records. Yeah, and I remember seeing. So you don't have to play, Matt. No, this cross that one out. Yeah. Doesn't pertain to you. Try coaching. Volunteering your services as a coach to your local high school is a great way to gain experience. That's what I'm going to do. From there, try getting a job hey, as listen. a high school coach. And did 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 Picasso go to school to be a painter? No, I don't think so. No, probably not. Be patient. Becoming an NFL coach is very difficult and takes a lot of patience. You may have to work mm. at four or five colleges for about ten years before you you Okay, oh, I'm thinking Oh, that smells like hard work. Yeah, I'm not real big on the long game. <laughs> I I kinda need this to happen in the next year. Um Oh, you, you need it. You need this to happen next month, right? Otherwise, I just forget <laughs> about it. I don't remember what it was I was going to do. Ah, oh, well, well, you know, maybe, maybe it's in the realm of possibility. I'm not going to rule it out. How about that? I won't rule it I, out. Listen, you, what you need to do is you need to add this to your life goal list. Yeah. That is, that is lengthy. Has never nothing's ever been achieved, but you've taken the step to write it down. Well, I did have on there a uh, large cheese pizza, and I did order that today. So hey, check hey, that one that's, off. That's that's an accomplishment. I've learned to lower the bar. Always lower that bar. One of lower. my guided meditations is about lowering the bar. Just expectations will kill you. They'll kill you. I mean, good uh, lord! You, Look at Rob you, Gronkowski. When, when, you know, when you when you launch your life on a sea of expectations, oh, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, speaking of the NFL, Rob Gronkowski, he retired at the age of, uh, 27, I think, or he's 29. He's definitely in his twenties. And, uh, now he's, um, hawking CBD oil. Oh, uh, I'm buying. Yeah. I am buying. Actually, I think the, the average length of a player's NFL career is, I think, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the outlier is Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just insane. Well, the amazing thing about Tom Brady is that he is 
obviously positioning himself. He had this, I don't know if you remember, he he was roundly, he, he was even kind of ridiculed in Massachusetts for this in New England. He did his video, uh, like it was his own personal documentary he released on Facebook. Uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't see it. Tom vs. Time is the name of it. Mm. I didn't see it either, but I, I, I listen to sports radio sometimes uh, during the week on my way home. And they, they were talking about it quite a bit. I think it was last year, actually. And um, it's all for this TB12 thing. It's this diet thing. Oh, this yes. Lifestyle I, uh, yeah. with his yep. boy, Jimmy Guerrero. Who, yeah. You uh, got to eat like a, like a rabbit and like eat certain times of the day and certain protein intake, right? Take well, some pills. It's not only a diet, like he doesn't eat green peppers, he's big on avocado toast. There's all, there is a big diet component, but then it's also, uh, he doesn't lift weights or anything like that. He, he's, Guerrero's big thing is this, uh, these really deep tissue massages and flexibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. He, well, he doesn't. Look, uh, I take my hat off to him. He's 42 years old playing in the NFL, but he's not ripped. No. Like, he's no, he's, he's like in the dad bod yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got some muscle under there, but he's got a little bit of panty. Well, that's his point. His point is lifting weights makes you hard and, you know, more susceptible to injury. Like take Rob Gronkowski. He's almost half Brady's age and look at Andrew Luck he's 29 years old he just retired at the beginning of the season and uh, of course the poor guy was booed by his own fans it's like he's ruptured a kidney a spleen (laughs) they don't care no and they're booing this guy he's like you know I want to be ambulatory when I'm 30 you know or 35 but Tom Brady it is actually rather uh, amazing what he's and this guy Guerrero has a shady past. He, he was mixed up with somebody about steroids at one point and some sort of vitamins. I mean, this guy's right up your alley. I mean, you and he would. Oh, too, I, I love him. This is music to my ears. Yeah, like some nutritional supplement thing. And I think he, I don't know if he was ever charged, but he certainly had some legal scraps. However, he, it works. Tom Brady is 42 years old and he is still playing football. Now, this begs the question, does it work for everybody? I, I don't know if that's true. But Tom Brady has never been big. I mean, he's he's always been very skinny. He was kind of slow. And uh, Well, as a, I mean, as a quarterback, you really don't need to be that jacked. I don't think you. I mean, They're it's, all small guys. They're all pretty small. Well, not no, I shouldn't say it. Like, Ben Roethlisberger's a big guy. But he, he's not weight room big. He's just a big guy. Right. I mean, you're just, I mean, speed, if you're a fast quarterback, that's going to help. If you're athletic, that's going to help. But you don't need to be jacked. It's more about for a, a quarterback, it's more mental. And, you know, you, you, got, you also got to be smart. You got to know, you know, wh- when to throw it, when not to throw. I mean, there's a whole other component in it. It's not just, you know, being jacked. And you, as a quarterback, you obviously want to avoid getting hit because you're gonna get, you're getting hit by a freight train. These guys on the line are just gonna mow you over. Oh, like three hundred fifty pounds. Oh, just 
It's just brutal. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, to be 42 and still playing at that level. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, their team this year, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl again. Yeah. They just pounded over the weekend. Uh, who did they play? The Jets. And they just beat up on them pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm not like a big football fan, but I'm kind of fascinated by them as a business. And uh, kind of like how they, 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 it all run. There's a great book called uh, Big Game by Mark Leibovich, Leibovich. And it's all, it's all about the NFL. And a lot of it has to do with the Patriots because he's from here. And he actually interviewed Tom Brady and all of that. And uh, But it's funny, there was a lot of drama last year with Guerrero because he's Brady's guy. And then there was this thing where Belichick wouldn't allow him to travel with the team. Uh, and then there were other players using Guerrero, which Brady kind of likes because it helps his brand. See, see, you're you're keyed into this stuff for being from New England. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so you know who Guerrero is? Yeah, no, I do. I know, but I don't know this whole backstory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was all this drama that he um, he's been with Brady. I don't know how many years, and it was sort of like he was becoming part of the team, and. You know, they have their trainers that are hired by the team, and they were at, have been at odds, apparently, with Guerrero because he kind of makes them, like, they're telling guys to hit the weight room, blah, 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 this and that, and he's like, no, 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 you should be doing this. You, you should be doing the deep massages, the stretching, the flexibility, and the, the thing, the problem for everybody else is, like, Brady is still playing. Like, here's my proof that this works, Tom Brady. Yeah, but that, I mean, that might, look, the flexibility is very important. You want to stay flexible, but strength is also important in the game. Like, this is for a specific position. Like yes. Flexibility right. for a quarterback or a kicker. Right. Um, maybe even a wide receiver, but like, you know, wide receiver, they got to they gotta work out. They, they need speed. You know, you're on the line, it's like, yeah, I I guess flexibility, but you're still like, you know, you got to mow people over. You got to shove the other guy. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, stronger. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's strength. Well, it was just interesting how like this all became a power play, where with between like Brady and Belichick and Robert Kraft and like, you know, Brady's like, no, Guerrero's my guy, and I've brought us to all these Super Bowls, so he stays, and it's sort of like a challenge to Belichick's authority. And then like Robert Kraft is trying to mediate this whole thing. It just, that's the part that fascinates me. I'm like, you're all grown men. And this is this like psychodrama playing out, which is, Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, I've read about that with Belichick and, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's a, uh, and Kraft, there's a power play, you know, there's a constant power play and struggle. Well, and they also, you know, Tom Brady is one of the most beloved people in New England, but, you know, they were like, if he couldn't throw anymore, Belichick would drop him like a bag of laundry. Oh, yeah. No, just, yeah. You know. But but I'm telling you, he is still playing at that level. It's it's unbelievable, especially in a sport like football. Oh, I know. Well, you know what was really funny was... But, yeah. but I, will, I will, sorry to cut you off, but I will say one, like, really good hit... And oh, he yeah. could break a rib. He oh, could break yeah. a, an ankle. He could get tagged and be out. And I think that's when that, when he gets injured. 
I think his recovery is going to be a lot harder and a lot slower at that age. No, I think if he takes a hit like that, he's done for the season. Oh, yeah, or actually, they're probably going to fly him down to Panama and jack him up with uh, <laughs> hormones. You know, you know, but it's like or stem cells. Yeah, and I guess it's just being competitive. It's certainly not money. I mean, this guy's got more money than fifty people could spend in a lifetime. But and his wife, his wife makes more money than he does. Giselle. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, he was he was really oversaturating like him as a product because like he put out this cookbook he and Giselle, which cost like seventy dollars or something like that. Then she put out a book of photographs, which cost like a hundred dollars. And then after Oof. a while, everybody was like, "All right, guys, come on!" Like this. And is where, where does where does he live? Where does Brady live? Uh, he lives in Brighton, I think, Cambridge, something like that. Sort of okay. in the area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he has other homes, you know, different places. But he used to live in Quincy, which is the town right next to me. In this place called Marina Bay, but then uh, he moved out of there. But you know, it was really funny when his documentary was on, was being played on Facebook, and the rest of the country was just mocking him relentlessly, deservedly so. Right. I, I would say, well, uh, a um, a Boston or a New England sports uh, caster or radio guy, his daughter was in uh, some of the the footage. And he referred to her as his pissant kid. Oh, <laughs> so then Jesus. he was kicked off the station for a while. I think he's back now, and they were worried because, like, they uh, they need Brady calling into the station. It's all it's all a big package. Like he appears on the station every Monday, calls in, they talk to him. Belichick comes on. Well, apparently, like. I guess Brady called in. He, he he was like, I mean, he wasn't happy about it, but he was like, all right, I'm not going to be a baby about it. But they were worried he wasn't going to call anymore, and I, I guess that's why the station got so afraid because the Patriots are their biggest thing, you know? So Right, right. I mean, the thing is, it was like, all right, you don't refer to an eight-year-old as a pissant. But then no. people were also like, why are you putting her in this documentary? Like, what is this? Th Nobody knew. It was like, okay, if this is about you becoming a great quarterback, fine. But I guess a lot of it was like him and his family. And it was like, wh what is this? Like, yeah, but I mean, with that kind of stuff, I mean, sometimes it, you know, it serves his ego, you know. And oh, he's, he's surrounded sure. himself by yes men. So yeah. no, nobody's telling him that's a bad idea. And then there was the Antonio Brown saga that just uh, wrapped up. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone said in the last 12, in the last two weeks, Antonio Brown has lost $39 million. That's a drop, that's a drop in the bucket. He got himself kicked off of the Oakland Raiders, called the owner a cracker. <laughs> then he comes to... The Patriots, all they tell him is, look, do not send any texts to this woman who is filing a civil suit. Do not send any text messages to her. Don't tweet. Just don't do it. Boom, he does it. Of course. <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's like, I mean, the guy honestly must be mentally ill. Like, that. that is just like 
I mean, I I appreciate. No, yeah, I mean that guy. I mean, he he thinks he's invincible. He I guess. thinks that you know he could do whatever he wants. I guess. I guess. I mean, he was shaming this woman, saying like she's got three kids and she's broke and saying all this stuff about her and oh my god, it was just like, man, I just this will all probably blow over if you just keep your mouth shut. But God forbid anybody does that. So well, it's it's it just highlights the untouchability of some of these guys of like they're just i think we we spoke about this on a previous podcast but they you know for such ridiculous efforts they're paid tens of millions of dollars and they think they are gods and they can do whatever they want and you know 20 years ago maybe even 10 but 20 years ago that was pretty much correct i mean there wasn't a whole lot you know there was no social media people weren't out on that nowadays yeah, you, could, you could get away with a lot nowadays i don't you know i don't that's it uh, well obviously him i mean the patriots are worried about their brand they're worried about their image and aaron hernandez if people remember that uh that thing about three years ago he ended up killing himself in jail after he shot to at least two people um you know it's sort of like they just, it, it, I don't know. Like, it, it just wasn't worth it. It's like, okay, this guy might be the best, you know, uh, receiver in the NFL or ever, but it's just not worth it. So, I think, you know, movie stars, people on TV. I remember when I worked on Third Watch. You remember that show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. that, like, low-rent cop. I can't, I just, it's unwatchable to me. Yeah, it was on Friday nights at 10 o'clock on a network. I mean, that time slot alone, like... Right. Young, young people don't realize this, but there used to be like, there was like appointment TV. Now, now people in their 20s don't even watch TV. I don't even know if they know how to work a remote. But this, so what was this, like 20 years ago, Matt? 15 years ago? 15, yeah. I, so this is probably 2005, I want to say, something like that. So, yeah. if, I mean, if you had a show on a Friday night slot, it was like a graveyard. You know right? what's it was like old people. Th- there's still a show. I mean, I, I want to look it up in a second. Uh, there's got there's a show on network TV on Friday nights on obviously ABC, NBC, CBS. I wonder who is actually watching those shows. Oh, I don't. I think the numbers are abysmal. But old people, like yeah, people in their sixties, seventies, eighties, they're watching those shows. Like. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie's parents watch those shows. You know, it was really sad. I went into one of the act- actresses. It was her. She was done on the series. And um, <clears throat> her dressing room was open. All of her stuff was out of there. And there were these bags sitting there. And there were bags of fan mail to this woman I've never heard of before or since. People were actually writing this woman fan mail. Wow. Which is, we, we took the letters, because nobody else wanted them, and we right, brought right. them home, and we were opening them and reading them, like, oh my god, like, this is so sad. <laughs> so <laughs> pathetic. I mean, who has the time or inclination to write somebody on television a fan? Oh, Jesus. You know? Oh, so anyway, one of the stars was really an a-hole. She was just... Very unpleasant. I didn't really deal with her, but 
Um, she gave the PAs a hard time, especially the, the talent PA who had to deal with her. She would come back late from things, and she just had a real attitude. And it was like, lady, no one watches this show who's under the age of 60. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, wake up. And I remember I was standing near the assistant director. And she, I don't know, something had happened. And he goes, I can't wait till the show ends and that woman is not working anymore because I am going to badmouth her so badly. She's, she developed this really bad reputation and I've never seen her again. And she just thought like the whole world revolved around her because on that set it did. But right, right. it's amazing. Like just these, they get in this little bubble and in that little bubble, they're you yeah, know, they're they're kings and queens, kings and, and then queens. they think then, that the rest of the world should act yeah. accordingly. Yeah, there was a, a woman on Law and Order. She was uh, she showed up in a, a very low budget independent movie I worked on, and I I was like, oh wow, that's her. And then she wasn't very pleasant either. When I got back to the city, a friend of mine, Mike, had worked as a key PA and second AD on uh on law and order and i said why did so-and-so leave that show and he said she didn't leave she was fired like she was so rude to people and she just yeah eventually it's going to catch up with you yeah and law and order i think for actors was a sweet gig you got paid like 60 grand oh yeah oh yeah sweet and it it lasted forever forever but it's like she didn't realize how replace they just fired her and replaced her with someone else and it was like that was it yeah and the last time I saw her face was on a show called Celebrity Haunted Houses. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, all right, folks. Well, I will let you know my progress on becoming an NFL coach. I'm going to get my resume together tonight. Oh, I, I'm sure the listeners are going to see you on the sidelines. Yeah. No, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. You know what I like? I like covering my mouth with the clipboard while I talk. Exactly. You know, I love all that stuff. I don't know a lot about football, but Matty Kay's a pretty smart guy, and I, I have a pretty quick study, it's, I would say. Stud, yeah, study the technique and yeah. implement. How hard could that be? How hard can it be? Just look, guys, the ball. The end zone's over there. Get that ball over that end zone, okay? Or, or you could add, get the goddamn ball. Motivate. A cr- yeah, motivate, Exactly. Get that GD ball over that line, you <laughs> SOBs. How about that? <laughs> and I, I like the chewing gum. I'd chew a lot of gum, too. I'd be Spit, like, spitting, your <laughs> spits flying. Yeah. What play chewing are Chewing tobacco. I don't know. What, what play is this? Where's the playbook? Do we have a playbook around here somewhere? Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Appreciate it. And we'll be back at you right soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. As always, please subscribe, share this with friends and family on social media. And watch the master class. It's up. It's on social it, media. It is up. Which be, it, each episode is being trickled out. I was thinking about... Squeeze, squeezing the creative rock. Yeah. I was thinking about doing volunteer work. I've already done it. I mean, we've done it, right? Of course. This is, yeah. this is our contribution to society as a whole. Public service. You're welcome, everybody. all right thanks everyone for listening all right thanks everybody thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the working experience we'd like to thank our sponsors one circle media and the still believe app the only app that delivers video proof of the tooth fairy and santa by simply taking a picture 
Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.